Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Rivals. I'm Gary Thorne. Our purpose here is to try and preserve the memories of classic sports rivalries through the words of those who participated in those events. And today, the big rivalry, it was the 2002 World Series. Mike Socio was behind the bench for the Angels, and on the other side, Dusty Baker of the San Francisco Giants. This was the first time that a World Series featured uh, two wildcard teams since the wildcard had gone into effect, and it was a series that would go seven games with a game six that uh, had all the excitement you could ever ask for. And we are delighted to have both Mike and uh, Dusty with us here. Guys, I'm going to start out to, even before getting to the, the series and the games itself. Uh, Mike, can you talk a little bit about the relationship with Dusty going back to the fact you guys were teammates in 81 when the Dodgers won the World Series? Yeah, uh, definitely, Gary. Even before then, I remember I was in the minor leagues with the Dodgers and Dusty had come over um, with a tra- from a trade with Atlanta. And uh, as we got like uh, as we got into spring training, he started to be around the major league uh, uh, players. Uh, you know, Dusty was one of the guys that took an interest in you. And, you know, you're 18 years old in your first spring training and you have Dusty coming up and, you know, telling you, hey, man, you're doing all right. Keep going. Uh, so it started before then. And, and as you get get through the minor leagues, get up to the big leagues, um, you know, there's nobody that I've ever had more respect for uh, than Dusty, uh, just for the way that he carried himself, the way he, the team 80 was, uh, uh, the great player he was. Uh, and, and how much he wanted to win. That's something that, uh, that rubbed off on all of, uh, all of us young players coming up in the Dodger organization at that time. Dusty, what are your memories of Mike going back there? Well, you know, I remember uh, when Mike signed and his, and his mom and dad, uh, certainly after they'd come down to spring training. And, uh, you know, Steve Yeager was a catcher at the time, Steve Yeager and, and Joe Ferguson. And then they, uh, you know, Lasorda, told me, he said, hey, man, we got a kid coming up that's going to be a heck of a catcher. And I said, well, you know, you know, we have a heck of a uh, uh, catching uh, tandem now. But he said, this kid's going to be, a, you know, the regular catcher someday. And Mike was very attentive. He was always uh, 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 mannerable. You know, I mean, you could tell by the, the intensity in his eyes that he was, uh, you know, he was a winner. You know, he had, had uh, mm-hmm. And he worked hard, you know, he worked hard at it. And, you know, the veterans, uh, you know, we really respected, you know, the young guys that worked hard and, and, and respected the young guys that had respect, you know, for the older players, because there was a, at some point in time in your career, you know, we were in the same position as Mike Sosa was in, you know, and I was with the Braves, you know, like Hank, I had Hank Aaron and Rico Cardi and Orlando Cepeda and Cleet Boyer and these guys that took me under their wing and I just tried to treat, uh, you know, the young players at the same way that I had been treated, you know, when I came up. And, uh, you know, the hard part about being a young player is feeling comfortable. And, and if you can help them feel comfortable, uh, you know, then they will, you know, they will blossom the way Mike did. Let me ask you, about, speaking of being comfortable, let's go to uh, the two of you now know you're going to face one another in the 2002 yeah. World Series. It's, Gary, it's, Gary it's, excuse uh, me. Okay, excuse yeah. me. One thing I wanted to add before I forget yeah. is that is that I used to love <clears throat> how Roy Campanella would come in in his wheelchair because yeah. Mike was was lockering next to me and he would catch, uh, 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 you know, he would teach Mike, uh, you know, about catching. 
And, uh, and I never forget, and I use this to this day, even with my young catchers at Roy Campanella, I say Roy Campanella used to tell Mike Sosha to catch him over the plate and not off the plate. Is that correct, Mike? Yeah, uh, Dusty, you're 100% on the money. And uh, Roy would come in and he would, he would just, uh, just share information. He was always the first one in spring training. He was there early in the clubhouse. And he just pull up next to me and start talking. And I remember him talking about saying like, Mike, you know, you can, and you, you had, you know, you had a no camping, man. It was so easy going. He had kind of that high raspy voice, you know, and he would say, Mike, you can't strike a guy out in the first pitch when you're catching, you got to get, you, you got to be able to receive the ball. You got to get to account where you can put them away. And then you go for the, he said, then you put them away. And I, I think it's just those little insights, you know, when, when, when you have a, someone like Roy Campanella, even saying anything to you, you're like you're like on cloud nine, and I remember walking by like Campy would talk to me, and Campy's talking to somebody else, and he and and he goes, he's talking about me, and he goes, that kid's gonna be all right, you know, talking about mm-hmm. me, man. I felt like I felt like I was on cloud <laughs> nine, and it was just it was just it's so it's so important, and I think that's why I think all of us, I know Dusty uh, knows the tradition of organizations, and he did it wherever he will, wherever he was, and I always felt the tradition of the angel organization, I was there to, to, to bring these guys that were the, the real, um, uh, j- just the, the important figures in any organization and just to be around the young kids and, and doing this and doing that. And like, I know dust, you know, when he goes around, uh, talking to kids in the minor leagues, just the fact that he shows up and he says, Hey, you're going to be all right, man. It, it, it makes that kid, it makes that kid walk with more confidence and play with more confidence. And that's what Roy did for me. Wow. You get, okay, so you're going to be in the World Series. You, it, it's set. Do you, either of you, reach out to the other before you got to the ballpark for game one? Was any, I mean, did you have any conversations at all before the series started? No, I don't I didn't think so. To, no, no, I don't, I don't want to look ducky and duck stuff through the <laughs> eyes, man, because I knew, I knew he was going to be analyzing something. <laughs> I didn't want to, I didn't want to look him in the eyes because he would have figured something out that was going to, you know, help him to try to beat us. So, uh, no, we did. We said hi on the field, you know, before I think we took a couple picture, pictures, but but see, Gary, uh, Gary, like Mike doesn't trust me because see. When I when I you're right traded, about that. Okay, you're one hundred percent right about that. Hey, when I got stated. He, he came up to me and he said, I'm not telling you anything about our club. I said, come on, Mike, what are you talking about? He goes, well, I saw when Lee Lacey got traded to, uh, to, to Pittsburgh, you know, he said, Hey man, how you feeling? You got your bad, you got a bad head. How's this other guy feeling? And he said that that's, he said, man, that's one of your best friends and you're getting information from him to take it back and use it against them. So, so you saw always tell him, I'm not telling you nothing. Hey, Dusty was, he was like that suit. He was like the secret service, man. He, he would find so much information out. And he said, hey man, you get it on this guy here. His hands hurt, right? Hey, he's not going to be running now, man. His hamstring's tight. He's not going to be running. So don't worry about it. You know what I mean? It was like, it was unbelievable. But I think that just talks in the depth that Dusty, you know, Dusty, you, 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 you guys, not you know, you and your generation um, taught us a great lesson lesson about picking the game apart and peeling the pain off of it and understanding things. Just just the way you guys went about your business. I remember in spring training watching you guys run the bases, like not not in, in the games, um, taking your secondary leads, cutting bases, the way you would break up a double play, all the things that um, you wanted to put into a young player. You guys did it, and that was the best lesson we had. But um, 
you know, Dusty, he, you know, Gary, I can't tell you how, how many little things in the game he, he has um, picked apart, understood that made him a better coach or a manager or even a player when he was playing, but um, um, mm. also making the guys that played for him better ball players. But see, Gary, when we were in the World Series, I had like Mike Sosha, my teammate, on the other side. I think I had Ron Renicky, my teammate, on the other side. Uh, was Mickey Bobby Hatcher? Mickey, yeah, Hatcher Mickey Hatcher was there, my team, with old crazy Mickey Hatcher. And Alfredo then, Griffin, you know Alfredo. Yeah, was there, yeah, Alfredo from from we were teammates in Oakland, and then right. Buddy Black uh, played for me in San Francisco, so I was outnumbered. You know, I mean, these guys. <laughs> you were, yeah. You are not number. We're just in meetings, and we're like, "Hey, man, don't don't talk to Bake. Don't even look <laughs> don't look him in the eyes. Say hi to him, and that's it. And get away. That's it. You know. So, but yeah, there was, uh, you know, it was a great rivalry uh, just for him being because it was Southern California against Northern California. Right. And you know, Gary said these both we were wild card teams. Believe me, there we weren't we weren't wild card teams. We won ninety nine games. The Giants yeah. were stacked. And uh, they were they were two uh, it was just two great teams going after it and really an epic seven game series and uh, um, it, w- it could have gone either way I mean there was a couple just a couple plays that would have meant that you know the Giants wanted a couple plays that we got you know ended up turning it our way. How about it, it, tickets to Game Six here? Let's the, the one that is most talked about in that series. The Angels mm-hmm. you overcame a five run deficit. Uh, right. Late in that ball game, uh, can each of you just talk about that a little bit? What what went on there? Well, that hurt. I'll start off. I mean that that really hurt to me because you know that was the best bullpen team that I think I'd ever had a complete bullpen, and uh, 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 everybody still talks about it up here. Why'd you take uh, you know Russ Ortiz out of the game? He was dealing well. Russ Ortiz, I think I don't know how in his first start, I think he had gone like. Uh, three innings or three and a third or something. He got scalded in that first game. And, uh, and, uh, so I, I, I had a real, real close eye on him at the time. And he had just given up a couple to ro- a couple of rockets. I think one, two to salmon up the middle and, uh, one to left field. They were starting to hit him hard. And so I said, well, I got to go to the bullpen right now. Uh, I conferred with my coaches and I said, well, you know, um, do I stick with Russ Ortiz? Because usually Russ was better. You know, I had all these stats at the time, contrary to what most people believe. Uh, you know, I always had had stats, whether I followed them or not. But it said that, you know, he was better after 85 pitches. His ERA was like 2.3. And, and I had told Barry Bonds this before. And before that, his ERA in the first five or six innings or uh, under 80 pitches was like a uh, 4.2 or something like that. And so I kind of went against that, that uh, the stats in that situation that I had been using. Uh, now, if I had to do something all over again, I probably would have turned uh, 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 Spezio uh, around. But uh, the thing about it is I had seen Spezio hit um, – uh, I had Scott Air warming up, and I had seen Spezio about two months before hit the same kind of pitches that, that Scott Air threw out of the ballpark right-handed. So I said, well, I'm going to leave him on his left side. And, uh, you know, 
didn't work. And then I actually went there a couple of, uh, like I said, by the inning, inning of the third, uh, uh, earlier than I, I, I kind of wanted to. Uh, but, you know, at that time, I felt that I had to close the game. Now, nowadays, if you made that move, they ask you what took so long because they go to the bullpen so early now. You know what I mean? And, uh, and and the thing that I remember most, I remember Mickey Hatcher taking that hat off in the dugout and shaking it and looking at me. And then, uh, you know, see, like, I like gorillas. I like orangutans. I don't care nothing about monkeys. I hate monkeys. On this <laughs> and so I, I, all I did was look on that board up there, and all I saw was that monkey jumping up and down. Next thing I know, they had a rally. And, uh, you know, that was a heartbreaker uh, yeah. you know, to lose the social. Now, what do you remember about that? Well, you know, it's it's five nothing. Uh, so we're down to you know we got nine outs left. We're going to the seventh inning, but our our dugout was upbeat, man. Like Erstad, uh, Garrett Anderson, Timmy Salmon, all these guys, they were upbeat. Uh, Benjamin Molina, they were like, hey, good at bats, just good at bats, good at bats. Mm-hmm. And so we get a little rally going. We get a rally going to the seventh. And as Dusty made that move, and I think it was Felix Rodriguez you brought in, right? Correct. And and he made one pitch. Dusty, you know, if you see highlights of that, it's one pitch that he missed his location on. Right. It was came down and into Spezio. Oh, out of here. And he and he hit it out of the park. If he had been able to 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 to, to get that ball outside the Spezio, and maybe it was a single, you know, or something like that, anything for right. a home run. Um, you know, the momentum doesn't quite get back onto our side of the dugout. So as as he hit the home run, you know, we're still down five to three, but we got a little now you got a little ray of hope. You're like saying, Okay, let's go. And you know their bullpen had been good all series, but it's that's part of a seven game series, Gary, is the fact that uh that bullpen usage is gonna start to um is gonna start to get to you. Not for the fact not so much they're getting tired, but they're getting exposed to the same hitter time in and time out if they're holding leads. And we both relied on our bullpens a lot. So mm-hmm. it's something you all, it's just even Frankie Rodriguez in that game six got, you know, he got hit around a little bit because he'd been used a lot. And so, you know, that's all part of of a seven game series, but we were upbeat and we just knew that, Hey, we're back in this game. It's going to shut down inning, which we did. And then we came out in the eighth and uh, we got three more runs and uh, we're able to hold the lead. And, and, and so on that home run by Spezio, that went in the front row. And and I remember I was trying to help Reggie uh, uh, Sanders jump to get it. But, I know. But, but he got too close to the wall. And he hit and, his, he hit like his ribs or something on the on the on the exactly. gate and didn't get any he couldn't get back there. Yeah. Exactly. He didn't get any height. And, and if he'd have got just a foot on that, I, I, and I know Reggie can jump. He's a great athlete. But like I said, he just got too close to the wall. And sometimes you just think, you know, man, uh, you know, what do you have to do, you know, you know, to win a game? But I tell you, that was a, you know, that was a great, great series. You know, that one, like, like, you know, really broke my heart. It broke our hearts. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, other than, than, you know, if I was to lose, which I hate to lose, so to tell you, I mean, at yep. least – at least I, I I didn't lose to some guy that I can't stand on the other side of the field. You know what I mean? Don't don't even try that, man. You you, you hate to lose. It could have been your mother. You would have still been upset. You hate to lose, man. That's, and that's uh, that's uh, that's the long and short of it, man. I mean I mean um, it was an unbelievable series. 
there were so many things could have gone. Yeah, you had two great teams. I mean, I, yes. I think Dusty, you guys were coming in with about as much confidence as a team could have. We had as much confidence as a team would have could could have. You know, we we had knocked off the Yankees, um, you know, to keep going and just beat the Twins, and who were a great team. And we we, we now we're facing, you know. Um, arguably the best team in the National League, even though they were a wild card team. I mean, right. these guys were these guys had it, it was two great teams going at it. Uh, they everybody, I think everybody played well. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Dusty, if you look at every player on the field, they played well. Even though sometimes they gave up hits, the bullpen they came in, everybody played well, and it came down to a couple things in in the series. I mean, one game they one game they hoodwinked us like sixteen to four, I think it was. Right. I mean, these guys were. You know, there there was there was no mercy rule. They were you were going hard. You were trying to win, and you were trying to play. And you had it just came down to uh, we got a couple hits at the end, and we were able to hold leads and uh, held on to Game Seven. Well, How about so starting a oh, go ahead. Check, check go ahead. This out. In Game Seven, though, see, I had to make a major decision on if I was going to start Levon Hernandez or if I was going to start, uh, you know, Kurt Reeder. And and I thought with the right hand hitters that you guys had, I, you know, and and Levon Hernandez's uh, experience in the in in the World Series, you guys came out and scalded him like like early, like right away. Then Kurt, uh, you know, Reader shut him down. And then a big play in that game is uh, I, I I had to make a decision if I was going to play Sinjo in center field or if I was going to play Kenny Lofton in center field, which Sinjo was a better defender at that time because Kenny was older. But, you know, Kenny said, Dusty, I'm not very productive as a DH. And I and, and, and he said, I hate DH. And, and, and so I made the decision to, to, to play uh, Kenny Lofton in center and then DH Sinjo. And then uh, – I don't know if you recall or not. It was a big play where a ball, you know, dropped in there that Senjo probably, you know, would have caught. But at the same yep. time, same time that you, you, you know, you got to kind of acquiesce sometimes to, to, uh, you know, make your players comfortable to play in a position where they want to play, you know, to try to win the ball game. No doubt. I think, you know, you know, Dusty, you guys, uh, we started John Lackey, who was a rookie on three days rest, and uh, we're just hoping to get five innings from him. And and really, he got out. You guys had you guys had uh, you guys were pressuring him early in the game, mm-hmm. and he minimized some damage. Um, I think it was a sack fly that um, you know that uh, Garrett made a nice play on in in the corner that uh, you know held it held you guys to one run to give us a chance. Then Benjamin Lita got a big hit, but again, like back to like the pitching and make a mistake. Um, you know, we we get. We get the bases loaded. Garrett Anderson's up, and Hernandez tries to come in, doesn't get a ball in there, and Garrett just clears the bases with a bullet down the, the right field line, and it's just a missed pitch from a pitcher, mislocation, and, right. um, and he didn't quite get it in, in as far as he wanted, and uh, and you know that and that was the ball game, and our guys, you know, our guys got it done on the mound uh, against uh, you know even though even though we had to walk Barry, I think we walked him what ten times or something crazy. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I, well, I, know, I, know, so. I know, I know, you weren't real thrilled with that, but it was not really. But I don't you got to do it. Now, yeah, I mean, I mean, he almost had it. I mean, Barry, Barry was on top of his game. I mean, I had uh, never seen anybody locked in for that long a period of time. I mean, so you know, we've seen some great players locked in for a week, a month. Barry was locked in for like six months. You know. Yep. Oh, that was yeah, that was something. There's no, I mean, we walked in first and second, nobody out because. It was like, I think, you know, and that's part of your lineup that I think, um, you know, you, you really 
you really did as much as you could with trying to protect guys, but you had to hit the needle behind him. Right. Who was a good hitter, but obviously not a Barry's character. But also, you know what, Dusty, what we felt like as we looked at your team, your bench depth wasn't quite um, wasn't quite as deep as what we thought we had to be able to mm-hmm. put guys in to pinch run. We had Sean Figures who could fly. We could put oh, him in yeah. the game. We had some guys that could come in and hit off the off the bench if they had to. Um, and I know that your bench strength, I think that's what got you in game, you know, game seven too, was you didn't have kind of the bench strength to be able to make some of the moves at the end of the game. So as we, as we controlled the game with, 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 you know, keeping Barry under control by walking him if we had to, and right. doing, um, uh, doing you what know, you could against Jeff too. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff had a tough mm-hmm. series. I mean, he, you know, he didn't, um, you know, he didn't swing the bat to a can. Richard Raley, I think, he had a couple hits. I think he had a home run in that big game, uh, the, the yeah. game where you guys really skunked us. But uh, for the most part, you know, we uh, we made pitches and and in, the, in games, uh, you know, in 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 game seven in, in particular, and were able to hold on. But uh, you know, I mean, honestly, you know, that game, that series could have gone either way so many different times. It could right. have gone either way, and I think that's just what you would expect from a you know. Just, it's just what you expect from uh, from two great teams playing a seven game series. And you almost had uh, you did have an extra guy in the field, Dusty. I, I call I did the game. I'll never forget J.T. Snow coming mm. out to get your son <laughs> at home plate before he got run over. Yes. What what did you? I mean, did you see it happening when well, it was you going? Know, I got a call. You know, he had been the bat boy probably thirty times during the course of the year, and I always had kids out there because. I had had, uh, I was diagnosed with cancer uh, uh, that winter, you know, December of uh, 2001. And then I was cleared to go to spring training like February the 8th, uh, 2002. So I barely was cleared uh, in time to go to spring training. And so um, the people don't understand that, you know, when you go to the doctor and you're told that you have cancer, you just can't believe it. And I said, no, nah, you must have misdiagnosed me. I mean, there's no way I have cancer. I said, yeah, you got cancer. So I went in for, you know, for my treatment. And then the, the most traumatic times of the year is when your three-month checkup is to see if your cancer is still, if you're still cancer-free. And so my son was three years old at the time. And uh, I was a 50-year-old father. I was 53. So I didn't know every time I got diagnosed, I mean, uh, you know, checked up if my cancer came back, if I was going to live or not. And so I wanted to give my son everything that I could give him just in case my cancer came back and I didn't live. And so, uh, you know, I had gotten a call that morning from my mom and she says, you know, I got a bad feeling. I don't think Darren should be the bad boy tonight. And I'm like, come on, mom. I said, he's done it a hundred times. So now uh, uh, everybody's son was on the field, Barry's son, Sean Dustin's son, and they were all getting their dad's bats. And so Darren's dad is a manager. So his designated bat was Kenny Lofton. So there's a new kid in the dugout that we've never seen before. And so the new kid, uh, I heard him talking. He goes, I'm going to go get uh, uh, Kenny's bat. He was hitting. And so the bat boy, the other bat boy, Brandon, I said, hey, man, you keep an eye on Darren, okay, because I know this kid. Next thing I know, he shot out of the dugout. Kenny hits the ball. He shoots out of the dugout. I said, oh, no. I went to grab him, and it was too late. He was too quick. Next thing I know, he's at home plate. And so, <laughs> oh, uh, and so I'm like, oh, no. So 
after the game, you know, like he wasn't hurt. And then he went back to get the bat. This is how competitive he is, too, <laughs> even after he almost got ran over. So I go to the clubhouse after the game and my phone rings. I'm in the I'm in the I'm in the 20 seconds. Phone <laughs> rings. I pick it up. It's my mom. She goes, I said, Mom, hey mom, how you doing? I was hoping she didn't watch the game. <laughs> so, see, I took I told you not to have that boy out there being the bad boy. You don't listen to me. I said, Hey mom, I gotta go. I said, uh, you know, the media's in here. She goes, Oh no, you tell them to wait. She goes, I'm, you're going to hear what I have to say. So for five minutes, she went on and on and on and on. So that was the worst part of the whole situation is that my mom was right. My mom was getting on my butt for, you know, not not listening to her. Man, I'm, I'm 53 years old. I'm still getting chewed out by my mom. So, so that, was, that was the worst part of the whole situation. You, know? oh, that's, that's, you always, always got to listen to your mom, Dustin. You know, the... the the real story of that is that young kid is now playing collegiate ball at Cal and going into the regionals. I mean, that's, that's yeah. unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And, and um, I remember that, I remember watching that and you're watching the play and then you're looking at home plate and you're going, wait a minute now, something like something's not right. Like you used to seeing guys six foot two there and all this. Oh you're yeah. Seeing, you're seeing Molina, and, yeah. Yeah. I'm saying, uh, I'm thinking like, you know, where, what, what base was he on? I'm thinking he from third base. Where was he? I'm thinking like, did they score an extra run? I didn't see. I'm thinking like, what is going And I go, Oh my God, that's little D. Uh, oh man. We were like, thank God he got him out of the ring. So it's the thing about this. He doesn't even remember it. He doesn't remember. Uh, well, yeah, if he was three, he probably would. He probably oh, remembered. Everybody tells him, you know, everybody tells him, he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, Dad, I don't remember that. I said, okay. <laughs> okay, that's all right. But I'll tell you what, he, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, prove that he's got, that he's got, he's got the Dusty Baker competitiveness because after that series, man, he took it hard. Oh, little, he did. Little D took it hard. And that tells you one thing. This kid, he gets it. He was born, he was born into yeah. a baseball family. He's, he's going to compete. And it's going to make him. You know, yeah. you know what, Dusty, it's going to make him a success in baseball or whatever, whatever walk of life that he uh, wants to pursue because he's he's a winner, man. He's got that. He's got those Baker genes in him. Well, so there was a there was a, a comedian on TV. Uh, it might have been Bernie Mac. And uh, Bernie said that he had something. He said that kid was wailing. Darren B was he, he didn't even know what he was crying about. And I'm like, nah, he knew what he was crying about because yep. the only thing he kept saying is, Dad, I don't want them to win. I don't want them to win, Dad. <laughs> I don't want them to win. And I was like, son, I, I don't want them to win either, but it's too late. And he was crying all, all into the night because he was to win. Gosh, you know? man. Oh, yeah. So Thanks a lot, so. No, no, no. I saw him last summer down in Anaheim, man. He's my buddy. He's okay. I said, hey, you, I said, hey, man, I'm, you know, we, you know, we, we, I'm, I'm sorry we took it to you guys in 02 and he was smiling and he was, cool. he was all right. Let me ask you, we're going to have to wrap up. I got to, uh, I got to know one, uh, the, a lot of things you two are saying to each other right now sounds like haven't been said before. Have you? Did you two at some point talk about the World Series after nope. it was over? Nope. I no, don't really. No. no, no. I think like you know what? Like when when I when with Dusty and I we run each other winter meetings or we talk or we do this or I'll call him on the phone if you know if something was up. Um, 
it, it never was a cause of like it never was a, a something that we we would relive or talk about. I mean, we lived it. I, I mean, I know how hard it hurt Dusty, and I know I know how uh, I would have felt if it was if if the situation was turned. In fact, you know, I don't know if Dusty even got the note. I wrote him a little note after that. Because yeah, I got it right right after Game Seven. I wrote yep. a note. I said, "Look, I take this to Dusty, man. I just wanted to tell him what the influence he had on me, what a winner he was, and." Um, Although, you know, I couldn't say, I'm sorry, we won. No, yeah. I don't want I, you to I, be sorry. Yeah, I was like saying, man, you you know, because he had, he had as much as anybody has been in this game, Gary, uh, Dusty's influenced me um, uh, more than anybody, just from being a teammate of his, just from seeing him go around his, the, the way he went around his, you know, went around his actions. Just one quick story when I'm playing, man. He, he you know, I used to play cards on a plane, and and we're going into a, a series, and, and Dusty comes to me. He goes, hey, no cards today. I said, what's up? He said, get back here. Let's go. And he went over the Chicago Cubs team with me. I don't know if you remember that, Dusty, but he pulled me out of a card game. And, and mm-hmm. like, it's these little lessons that you learn that says, okay, this is what this is about. This is serious. This is, what, this is how you have to apply yourself. And, it, and so when we won that series, I just knew how much it hurt Dusty. And I just wanted to let him know, man, hey, I love you. This is, you know. Uh, you, you, you know, you're a winner and this is just, this is just, um, you know, this is just something that, you know, was, it, it happened, happened to us. We feel great about it, but you know, I know you're hurting and, uh, yeah, but, that's, but see, but see, so I was feeling bad for you because you couldn't get past the Yankees there at one time, you know? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I was, I was like, come on, Dick, come on. So, so I was pulling for you and, uh, you know, you pull for your buddies, you Oh know? yeah. And, uh, um, you know, whenever I would lose my job, invariably, this is no lie, uh, it ha- happened three times. The first calls that I got was either from Mike Socia or Bruce Bosi or vice versa. I mean, all, it's like, man, what happened, dude? There's no way that that yep. should happen. You know what I mean? It's, uh, and it means a lot, you know, because you don't want to hear from too many people will tell you the truth when you lose your job and you really don't want to hear from any fake people. But, uh, you know, like when you hear from Sosh and like I said, Bruce Bochy, those are two of the first guys that, that always call and, and, you know, send their best. Yeah. Well, guys, I, I just, uh, as a fan, I, why we do these is to hear the kind of things you two have talked about here. I just, it's, it's magnificent. I mean, it's just magnificent stuff. Uh, Mike Sosha, Dusty Baker, uh, thank you so much uh, for doing this with us. And uh, that is going to end another chapter of our Sports Rivals. You can learn more about this one and other episodes. Just log on to thesportsrivals.com. And you can join the conversation with questions and suggestions for future shows. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Sports Rivals, Twitter at Rivals underscore podcast, and Facebook by searching for the Sports Rivals podcast. I want to thank you two so much. It's really been great. All Thanks right. for being so All long. Right. We really do You're appreciate welcome. it. So, so, so I'll All see right. you down the road, man, okay? All right, Pete. Take it easy. We'll All, right. All right. Thank All you right. all. Later. It's the rivals all right. that make the games.